Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hoden with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? This weekend, CBS Sports begins its 64th consecutive year of PGA Tour telecasts with a new lead producer, Seller Shy, who is only the third lead producer in CBS's storied history on the links. The new era tees off with new elements and enhancements, as CBS Sports chairman Sean McManus explains. We're going to have a constant mini leaderboard um, unobtrusively uh, put in the... Uh uh, the lower right-hand corner, uh, which will keep everybody up to speed um, on who is doing what. We've got new music. We've had recently uh, composed, which I think is really good. We're going to have a full-time rules official through collaborations with the PGA Tour, uh, dedicated to CBS if there's any rulings that are important. And with, you know, with changing habits, Sellers is going to bring new ideas and new thoughts and new, uh, new technology, I think, also to, uh, to CBS. So it's a new beginning for us, um, piggybacking on a great heritage and a great tradition of CBS golf. And I couldn't be happier to have Seller Shy be the man in charge. That new beginning will be led by Shy, who served as a runner for the first CBS lead producer, Frank Trichinian. Shy joined CBS Sports full-time in 1997, the year the second lead producer, Lance Barrow, produced his first Masters. Shy's connection to CBS began with a Memphis mentor who CBS golf anchor Jim Nance says was there from the network's very first broadcast. As someone who's been around you know, for all three generations of CBS golf. I'm really proud of the fact that Sean and David, you know, have tapped into this long 60 year history of CBS golf. I mean, it is a proud, as Sean said, proud heritage here. Uh, Frank, the father of golf television and, and then the Lance starting in 97. If you went and looked what advancements happened during Lance's time, it is pretty amazing. The show's, in other words, if you look back, how technology and just the pacing and everything has changed so much um, from the early years of television, and 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 Lance and in, in that time did remarkable things during his uh, Hall of Fame career, and it's just so cool to have Sellers, who has ties to Frank, has of course strong ties as 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 Lance's sidekick all those years, and lastly has even a connection with the first ever lead golf analyst at CBS. You may have picked up on that earlier. Sellers is from Memphis, Tennessee. And when he was this young phenom golfer from, from Memphis, one of those who really looked after him was a family friend and looked after his game and helped school him was Kerry Middlecoff. Doc Middlecoff was in the 18th hour before Ken Venturi. So it's all coming full circle in a lot of ways. Shy is not shy when he predicts you'll notice a new CBS golf presentation right off the first tee. We work very hard on uh, making sure that the, that there is a, a slight difference, kind of a re-energized few areas. Um, 
And all I'm going to do is just uh, repeat what, what Sean said and tell you how excited we are about it, that I'd say uh, in the first hour, you may see three, four, maybe even five uh, just new looks, I'll, I'll put in quotes. Um, we have a, a, we'd like to think that, that viewers love the uh, score bug on, on football and on basketball, and we're attempting to make that um, a standard uh, position in our golf uh, for a mini leaderboard. So I'd, I'd like to think that whenever anyone comes in the room and they want to know who's leading the tournament, then you're going to find out very shortly. The PGA Tour's West Coast Swing starts with the Farmers Insurance Open with Golf Channel carrying the tournament on Thursday and Friday and CBS taking over Saturday, January 30th from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern and Sunday, January 31st from 3 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern. When CBS signed on for the final round last year at Torrey Pines, news broke of a helicopter crash up the California coast in Calabasas. Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others died that day, January 26th. Nance walks through how he found out the news and followed it as it broke during the last round last year. We were doing the changeover from Golf Channel and the early coverage on Sunday into the CBS coverage. And I walked into the tower uh, as soon as the Golf Channel crew had signed off. And Tommy Spencer, who's been with me now for almost 30 years uh, in the booth as my editorial consultant for golf and the NFL pulled me aside and he had a, uh, alarmed look and he said, Hey, I just want, I don't know what's real and what's not, but there's some, there's some chatter on social media right now that there's been a horrific accident north of us, north of Los Angeles and a helicopter crash and Kobe Bryant might've been on board. And, you know, it takes you, obviously it takes you a good minute to like, even like, is this like, get your mind around it. And uh, again, we've got all this personnel switching over the basketball game that was leading into us was actually going to be ending early. So we're going to hit right there at the top of the hour. And I collaborated with Lance and the team in the truck as more information was coming along minute by minute. And we made a decision that, you know, it probably at 2.59 Eastern time, one minute before we're going on the air, that we need to isolate the opening to the broadcast from the golf tournament. We, we need to open up the broadcast by addressing this. So um, it was a really I, exceptionally well done moment by, by the team um, because they have everything now lined up to come on with their opening tees and animation and scene sets and the cameras are in her position but the short of it is with just seconds to spare they came up out of black and uh, i i had lived for maybe a minute minute and a half um just saying there are reports out there that have not been confirmed um, um and and i told the story of what we knew and what was being reported um and and steve milton our incredible director took a shot at the sky looking to the heavens uh, and we, we dipped to black and, and then began our show, began our golf show. And, and that was the show. Nick will remember it and Dottie as well, because Dottie was out there following uh, Tiger's group. And it just it hovered over the entire show because, again, with every passing minute, there were more and more stories coming down. In fact, there was eventually confirmation while we were on during that broadcast. And you didn't know if the players were inside the ropes, if they had any idea. Uh, 
you know, how the whole nation was mourning and, and, and yeah, Mark Leishman won the tournament. I, I can barely remember that. I feel badly saying that about Mark. Uh, but what I remember most about that day was the way that we came on the air uh, as live television often demands that you have to have the flexibility, the dexterity to change the mood and, and report and wing your way and ad lib your way through it. And then as the, as the broadcast went on, I think our, I think our voices reflected um, what the nation was feeling. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'll remember maybe most of all was that walking our cameras, Will Baker walking off the 18th following Tiger when um, someone with, you know, you could almost hear the conversation. In fact, I think you could hear the conversation was Tiger was being uh, notified about uh, the tragedy. Of course, Tiger growing up as a huge Kobe fan and then uh, Amanda did a magnificent interview with, with, with Tiger. And yeah, it was just extremely solemn. I mean, what can you say? It, it just uh, doesn't even to this day now, or come out up in a year later, doesn't feel real. And it didn't that day for the entire crew at CBS that had the obligation to cover a golf tournament and at the same time have the sensitivity of um, one of the tragic events involving one of our sports heroes of our lifetime. Following his fifth back surgery, Tiger Woods, the winner of eight pro titles at Torrey Pines, won't compete in this week's event at the golf course in La Jolla, California. Lead on-course reporter Dottie Pepper didn't notice any issues with Woods in November at the Masters. I I remarked on the air there, especially the first day, I hadn't seen him really with that flexibility and mobility, uh, especially with the driver in his hand in in a very long time, uh, high draws, high, high cuts on command. And he, he was walking easily. Uh, so this, this must've been something that was, that's been relatively new because I saw zero of, of that from him that entire week. With the PGA Championship, U.S. Open, and the Masters in the second half of 2020 and 2021's four majors coming up in April, May, June, and July, we're nearly halfway through a stretch of seven majors in 11 months. Nance recaps those first three tournaments and likes the chances of one or more of those winners claiming multiple majors at Augusta, the PGA at Kiwa Island, the U.S. Open back at Torrey Pines for the first time since Tiger won it in 2008 there, or the British Open at Royal St. George's. When will you ever see seven majors in 11 months? And Nick really backed that up brilliantly, I thought, um, on our show at Harding. Uh, we had Morikawa. We had Kava Morikawa win there. And, of course, um, a month after that, Bryson won at Wingfoot. And now you fast forward two months after that, and Dustin wins at Augusta. So we're three of the seven legs down. And look at the quality of the major champions we've got in this, in this window. You got Morikawa, who's going to be a superstar in this game. He's just a young 20 something year old kid. Bryson's in his mid 20s. And Dustin, if, if he needed to be credentialed anymore, and, you know, he did, he got it. And I think he brought on a whole new, you know, maybe quadruple his fan base by the way he conducted and handled himself with all the emotion he let us in on after he won the green jacket. I mean, it's been a fabulous start to the seven majors in, in 11 months. And that's what I was trying to talk about at Harding is we were about to embark on a stretch the game will never see again. And, you know, we have nothing but high quality champions that have taken the first three of the seven. 
and I can't wait to see. We got the, you know, we've got the next two. Um, so you know, we've got the we got the PGA at Kiowa in May, and of course, Augusta's back to its uh, second weekend in April date, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. It's just a brilliant time for the game. And look at how the game has prospered. Just to get away from all these major championships, all that talk. Look at how the tour, look how people follow the tour, how golf found a new fan base. Look how uh, participation in the sport during these horrible times with the COVID and pandemic, it, it, the, the participation of sport has skyrocketed. So it's turned out to be, you know, and, in a, you know, weirdly it's been a, this time the, the, the game has found a lot of ways to raise its stature. CBS lead analyst, Sir Nick Faldo agrees with Nance and the hall of famer would welcome a new member to his ranks. If someone took more than one of the seven majors in this unprecedented scheduling quirk, you could have a hall of fame career in 11 months. You could quite possibly win two or even three majors, um, sprinkling of the one. And I agree. Look at the three names we've got. I mean, you would put the, you would put, uh, a shilling or two on maybe more than one of those guys getting another major. I mean, that is quite possibly on the books that uh, Dusting has an incredible chance to defend at the, at the Masters because it's the shortest span rather than 12 months. Um, Bryson, we don't, we, he's going to take the world golfing by storm. Colin will play nicely. It's just going to be a really great way better than steady Eddie. He's going to be a fabulous quality golfer that will quite possibly just keep improving that little bit each year. And he will be a very dominant force. So uh, got three darn good names for, for 2021. At last year's PGA Championship, where Nance and Faldo had that conversation about Colin Morikawa and subsequently Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson going on a run, Jim and Sir Nick were joined in the booth by five-time major champ, Phil Mickelson, who will seek to complete the career slam with the U.S. Open title near his San Diego birthplace. Will Phil be back on CBS telecast this year? McManus doesn't expect to have him as an analyst. I think Phil's decided to play in 2021. Um, so there's no no plans um, to have Phil in the booth. I think he's focused on playing right now. New year, no Mickelson probably is okay with Shy. The new CBS lead producer reflects on his path to the big chair in the truck. Then, as a golfer himself, he also thinks about playing at a nearly fanless junior world championship when his one fan, a family member, decided to follow Phil. I was uh, Frank's Trickinian's runner uh, in 87 until uh, Lance took the reins. Um, both uh, instilled gamesmanship, I will say that. Uh, when they got in that chair... It was all hands on deck, and they were ready to produce the best telecasts uh, that they could. They took a lot of pride in themselves and a lot of pride in CBS golf. And those uh, are the treetops. Those are the headlines that I remember that um, when Saturday comes around, uh, everyone on this team is ready, and that includes the announcers. So um, I hope. Uh, that I, that is, has been in, uh, a part of my DNA ever since seeing uh, both of them. And then um, I, I'd like to also think that uh, every now and then I'll put my hat on. I played in three state amateurs. Uh, as I said, I played in two junior worlds. So all of a sudden I, I, I go inside the rope every now and then. 
and I and I and I uh, I, I I light another fire uh, as a player, uh, not of course at at anyone on this call's level except for uh, maybe Jim's level. I can oh, hang with Jim now, but uh, not not even near Dottie or, or Nick. But um, uh, I want to say that uh, not only do I bring a, a TV perspective into this with the energy, but also uh, a golfer's. Uh, perspective and you know Nick Nick brought up uh, uh, Phil one thing I remember talking about you know there's a different scenario with no fans but I didn't have fans following me either not even my dad who left me to go watch Phil on the fourth hole when I was on the back nine playing the junior world so it was um, <laughs> it, it was uh, quite humbling and a wake-up call that uh, this is the route I needed to take and not uh, not the PGA Tour route that, that Dottie and Nick and Phil have chosen. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes and find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.